How can you tell if you're putting your efforts into the wrong niche? Stay tuned and find out. Okay, here's the question. How are we dark horses? You know, the ones everyone is betting against, the ones they don't expect to win, place, or even show on the track, and they'll even laugh on us when we talk about trying. How do we show the world our greatness and triumph? Well, that's the question, and this podcast will give you the answers. This is The Dark Horse Entrepreneur. My name is Tracy Brinkman. What is up? What is up? What the hell is up, my Dark Horse friends and family? Welcome back to your ongoing dose of right or wrong niche learning. I'm your Dark Horse host, Tracy Brinkman, and you, well, that, my friend, is infinitely more important. You are a driven entrepreneur, or perhaps you're one in the making. Either way, you're here because you're ready to start, restart, kickstart, just start leveling up with some great marketing, personal, or business tips and results in order to build that beautiful business of yours into the empire it absolutely deserves to be. That's why I'm here sitting with you, my friend, with another solo success episode coming to you straight from the Dark Horse HQ into your ears as we dive deep into success with actionable advice tips and steps designed to help you level up your game, your life, your business, because as we already know, there are no shortcuts to success except for taking those little steps towards your goal every single day. Now, I want you to take a little step for me because I know you're getting value from these episodes, right? Yeah. Even, even a tiny bit. Uh, and if you are, please go on down there, hit that subscribe button, drop us a five-star rating, leave us some kind words in the reviews. These subscribes, ratings, and reviews are your way of telling those podcast platforms out there that you are getting that value and that they'll give us a little lift in the rankings so that we can reach more driven entrepreneurs just like you. So please take a moment show the love, and help spread the word. I definitely appreciate you. You're no stranger to this, starting an online business, starting an offline business. I think, you know, it's one of the great things about the world today. It's it's so much easier than it used to be that so many more are venturing out to test their luck, to test their skills, to create something that's sustainable, right? But I think one of the big challenges they're met with, and this can be a a really easy challenge, or it can be far more tricky than it should be, and that is choosing a niche. Now, here's the thing. Focusing on the wrong niche can stretch your resources, can drain your finances, and it can totally kill your motivation towards creating that amazing business that you desire and deserve. It can be ugh, it could be heart-wrenching, it can be demotivating, and it could be financially draining. So I want to I want to share with you some signs that you may be focusing on the wrong niche when you start your business, okay? To kind of help you out. Now, before I start sharing these with you, it's like, well, why a niche? What are you talking about a niche? Here's the thing. At the end of the day, your goal is to sell a product, a service, um, a task, something to the person on the other end of the phone, the laptop, whatever it may be you're using to to communicate that. Now, to do that, you're going to have to have some level of credibility, right? Here's the thing, you know, it's a whole no like and trust factor. If people don't trust the product or service that you're offering, they're not going to crack open that wallet. They're not going to open up their purse, their bank account or anything to 
pay you in exchange for the product or service that you're giving them. So you're going to have to gain their trust. And the best way to gain that person's trust, your prospect's trust, is by being uber knowledgeable in the thing you're trying to sell them. And you can't be uber knowledgeable about everything. You can't be a jack of all trades and a master of none, right? So there's where you want to zero in, hone in, and laser focus in on a niche that you can be uh, a master in. Now, maybe you're a jack of a few extra trades, but you're going to focus in, in this one little area right here. This is my, this is my zone right here. And then once you get them in that zone and they're like, man, this guy's great. So now you can leak out into other areas. And that way at the same time, you can hone your knowledge there and become slowly a master of additional pieces. So it's, it's really important to peak to pick to pick a niche uh, and I think picking a niche is probably half the battle right I mean okay here's where I'm gonna go Trace I'm gonna go right here I think the next part of that battle is picking the right niche uh, that will help you achieve your goals I mean you may be the expert but there may be some challenges along the way and these is these are the clues I want to leave you with so that you can fight off those challenges and the first one, and the one I see most people fall victim to, is picking a niche that's in, that's based on a trend. Ah, we've seen it, right? And I've seen lots of people make great money uh, from a trend, but then all of a sudden the money dries up, right? You know, what you want to pick is you want to pick a niche of something that's going to be here over the long haul. And maybe there's some trends that make you make more money from as a result of this, but you want something that's going to be here for the long. You want to create a sustainable business for the long term. Then you want to be very wise in the niche that you pick. See, it, it, it could be really tempting to uh, pick a niche like, oh, remember fidget spinners, right? That one kind of blew up. All of a sudden it was gone. And now there are those little fidget poppers. And then there were hoverboards. And we can think of any of the games that have come out on our phones some of those virtual reality games on your phone or the ones where you go out and find the uh, monsters around your neighborhood right all those different games a lot of people made lots of money and there are people out there who are making 10 and 20k a month in sales and affiliate sales and, and teaching things but then two years later they're lucky to make twenty dollars all right and I'm not saying you can't take advantage of these opportunities if they're aligned with the core niche, the, the core piece of your business. What I'm saying is don't base it solely off these trends because you'll go in, you'll make great money, and then you'll go out, then you'll be like, what's next? And then it'll almost be like starting right at ground zero. And I think something that's on the other side of that same coin is competing with huge businesses that are on every corner. Um, I'll use an example like uh, Coca-Cola. I worked for Coca-Cola for well over a decade. And, you know, Coca-Cola as of 2019 had, what, 44, I think it's 43.7% of the soft drink market. They're number one. Everyone knows they're number one. Everyone knows that Pepsi is number two. But Pepsi only has 24% of the market. So they have half. Just a little over half of what Coca-Cola has. So they're a distant second. It's not like they're going to come up and, and be number one all of a sudden. And then behind that is someone that has half of that, which is Dr. Pepper. And then, you know, third and fourth falls way down into 3.8%, 3%, etc., etc. So 
if you're in a, a niche where you're competing with giants out there, you want to be prepared for a knockout a knockdown drag out fight right if you're having to come at new angles every time you turn around but the next thing you know your competitor is invading in that new angled space uh taking the attention away from you then it's probably not the niche you need to be in another niche you don't need to be in is one that you picked just because of the money yeah, I, I, hey, don't get me wrong. Money's good. Like Zig Ziglar says, money is right up there next to oxygen, right? You could live without it, but not for very long, right? It's important that the niche that you pick is profitable. Don't get, there it is. All right. I'll, I'll say it. We want to earn money at capitalism 101. I have no problem with someone whose service I'm buying them earning money from it. They created the service. They deserve the money but if the money is the only reason that you're picking a niche you're gonna have a hard time with this over the long right because let's be honest creating a business is is simple doesn't necessarily mean it's easy right um you're, you're gonna have to overcome some hurdles you're gonna have to break through dig under go around jump over obstacles that's gonna be placed in your way and the moment that the money is your main and only goal for picking a specific niche the minute you stop earning money at the pace that you want to earn it at you're gonna start losing motivation and that motivation is the thing that's going to get you over those obstacles, under those obstacles, around those obstacles, and you create your ability to break through those obstacles. And here's another thing about niches are all about the money. Everyone else is there too, right? It means it's going to be a hard fought battle. You're going to step into an arena of gladiators and these gladiators were there before you. They know all the little tips and tricks, right? There's all kinds of folks who are going to be flocking there with you because they're all thinking the same thing that you thought. Well, this is where I can make the most money. And that leaps back right back to the Coca-Cola and Pepsi example. Well, man, I'm going to be knocking heads with all these giants in there, these giant gladiators, right? But here's the thing. There's lots of money to be made in smaller niches. And guess what? They're a lot easier to get into. Huh? The money's a lot easier to obtain. Anyway. All right. I think another one we want to discuss here is if you look around and the people that are in that niche that you're considering are broke, it's probably not the place for you, right? You, you don't want to be like them, right? And I don't mean necessarily just the people that are running businesses in the niche. I mean the potential clients and the potential customers. If they don't have the money to spend on your product or service, and they don't have the money to easily spend on your product or service, right? That really decreases your chances of making a sale, an upsell, or any kind of opportunities to increase your profits. You know, like maybe you're thinking, hmm, Tracy, I think, but I have the, the secret code. I'm going to go in with the $17 uh, offer, you know, the, the, the tripwire offer, $17. I'm going to get them in the door with that. And you're right. You probably will. They can probably afford $17. But your next upsell after that, yeah, it's going to be a little harder. You know, even if it's only 47 because the 17 and the 47 put together. Now they're thinking, oh gosh, I don't know if I can afford that. That's what I'm saying. So it doesn't mean you can't make it work. But often, here's the thing, it's going to take the same amount of energy to target niches where people have the money to spend. Hmm? There you go. Think about that. Do you want to spend 
all your energy on the folks that can only afford your $17 tripwire offer and not your upsells, or spend the same amount of energy with maybe a slight variation in tactics on the people that can not only afford your $17 tripwire, but will also afford your next three upsells as well, as well as your one-on-one -on -one coaching, right? Your high ticket opportunity. Yeah, there you go. And I think the last thing I want to leave you with here is if you have to convince somebody to buy your product, it's probably not the niche for you. I, you know, and we've all been on the phone or on a Zoom call or on a Facebook DM chat with that guy or that girl that's trying to push whatever product or service onto you. Sales isn't magic, girl. It's not something where you pick the right combination of words and you say that magical phrase, you know, abracadabra, what it is. All of a sudden people just are lining up with their credit cards in hand, obsessed to buy everything that you have. No, it's not like that. In reality, um, a majority of your sales opportunities yeah, they're going to lead to a no. This is the way it is. And you think about it. In the B2C world, most businesses still convert under 50%. That's just it. If they're in close to 50%, they're killing it, right? I think the magic here is really finding your ideal prospects, showing those interested people enough of your content in context to make the purchase. And when you're showing them that content in context, you're doing it. And you're handling those objections almost in advance with that content. I think if you start spending a lot of energy, a lot of energy on every single sales opportunity that is common in every niche that's out there, I think you need to go back to the drawing board, right? You need to be able to bring people into your sphere of influence, share them your content, share with them the content. And if they raise their hand, you say, hey, you, do you want my help? Most of the time, they're going to start nodding their head, right? You're not convincing anyone. They're already convinced. They're like, I resonate with this dude. I'm going to check his stuff out or do that. Okay, so those are a few tips. Now, as you're sitting there, maybe you're thinking, well, damn. Two of those fit with the niche I'm in. What do I got to do? Look, look, here's the thing. You don't necessarily have to throw yourself in an entirely new niche overall, right? Depending on what it is you got going on, you can probably your best bet is to narrow your focus down. Remember I talked about that laser beam getting laser focused, you know, um, Maybe you're dealing in the self-help arena. For example, there's a lot of folks out there doing it in self-help arena. So obviously you're out there, you're competing with some pretty big names out there, right? We know my man, Tony, right? He's out there banging at it. Uh, you know, Tim, even with his four-hour work, where he's doing a lot of stuff. You've got uh, Michael Hyatt is out there. So you're, you're going to be knocking heads with some really significant names in the game. However, if you went laser focused in either, you know, activity or by demographic or even by location, you know, maybe say, you know what, how's what I'm going to do? I'm going to do self-help in my city, in the city of Milwaukee. Heck, maybe even in your hometown, your little bitty town of 10,000 or less people. Start there and then go out to the next town and the next town and start growing it like that. Now, you're not knocking heads with... Tim Ferriss or Tony Robbins or Michael Hyatt. No, you're knocking heads with, oh, 
Maybe nobody, right? Um, and, and like I mentioned, you also could do it by activity. So maybe instead of doing self-help in general, you're going to focus in on communication techniques or you're going to focus in on relationship techniques or meditation or, you know, visualization, whatever it is, you're going to start off in that one arena, the one that really resonates with you the most. Uh, for me, it, back in the days in the 90s, I started with goal setting. I created a whole goal setting process with forms and, you know, just everything was involved. And I that's where I started. Uh, my first ebook was about goal setting. And I, like I said, I came up with the forms and started marketing those. And that was my step in. All of a sudden people started asking me about other things in the same genre and in same personal development self-help genre, but I still focused on goal setting, right? That's how I brought them in the door. Then they started asking me about, well, what about leadership or what about meditation? Do you do that? Do you, you know, what about NLP, right? So now I got them in the door through the activity. And the last one obviously is by demographic. And I think some folks maybe over-focus on this, but maybe you say, you know what? I'm going to do goal setting for high school student. There you go. That's niche right there. It's very targeted by activity and it's very targeted by demographic. I'm going to do goal setting for executives that are married. I don't know right? Because they're balancing home and life. I'm going to do goal setting for executives that are married with children now because they're balancing being able to be a part of their kids' lives, still managing their executive level duties in their business, be their, their own business or a corporate environment, right? And still being a loving spouse or partner to the person that they're married to. Now you're really getting zeroed in and you're not butting heads with the big names. All right. So get out there, narrow your niche down, and you'll probably find you're going to open thousands of more doors than you ever thought possible. And maybe even thousands of more doors than you're currently opening right this very minute. All right. Phew. That wraps up another amazing week here at the Dark Horse HQ. Getting that value yet? Yeah. <laughs> All right. I feel you. You're none. Yeah. Hey, before you go though, if you're looking for some help with your podcast, right, whether you're thinking about launching one or you already have one and you're thinking about help with editing and a promotion of it or how to monetize it, then reach out to me, Tracy at darkhorseschooling.com. Shoot me an email or you can go to the website darkhorseschooling.com forward slash coaching. Fill out the form there and let's chat. Let's get you onto a, a power huddle and I will make sure you come out of that 30 minutes minute free power huddle with a success plan, right? Again, that's darkhorseschooling.com forward slash coaching. Let's see how I can be of service to you in helping you start, restart, or kickstart your business or your podcast. Now, I know you got value out of this episode, right? <laughs> I know you did. So make sure you go on down there, smash that subscribe button, leave us a five-star rating, put some kind words in the reviews, tell those podcast platforms out there that you are getting that value. So they'll kick us up a little bit in the rankings so that we can reach more driven entrepreneurs just like you. So please take a moment, show the love. And until next time, I'm going to leave you as I always do. Think successfully and take action. Thank you for listening to the Dark Horse Entrepreneur Podcast. Thank you, Thanks for tuning in. 
check us out at www.darkhorseschooling.com. All right. My name is Tracy Brinkman. Bye.